0: I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America.
1: Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com that's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit For everything hip-hop can save America, hip America.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com mannyfaces. Now let's go. Nadira Simmons- hey. Author of First Things First, Hip Hop Ladies Who Changed the Game. Good to see you, my friend. I'm glad, uh, you know, my friend. We're friends now. I've met you, yes. you know, just, just now. But I'm so glad you came down and uh, and spent some time with me. I know you're very busy. This is this book is about to come out tomorrow. So also a birthday. This book is an Aquarius. I love it.
0: Yes. Are you an Aquarius?
1: <laughs> I am. My birthday is Wednesday, thirty first.
0: Oh, yeah. happy almost yeah. birthday!
1: Thank you, thank you. We're getting there. So listen, like I said, thank you for your time. I was looking forward to to, uh, to meeting you and to talking to you about this. Let's start at the end and then we'll backtrack a little bit. Uh, Let's just cut right to it. This book is about to come out. It's an Aquarius. It's about to be born uh, officially. Uh, Tell me about First Things First, you know, the log line, what you tell people about this book.
0: This is a book for anyone who wants to learn more about women in hip hop and be inspired to stretch the limits of what they can do within this space.
1: Mm, As women in hip hop did.
0: Yes. (laughs) Throughout the history of
1: hip hop. Very dope. Yeah. First of all, Uh, why did you write this book? Like, what were you doing before this? We'll talk about the gumbo. I know all about it, but I want to see like, where did you, you know, get the inspiration to do this particular project? Uh, Some of us who have been writing books for a very long time are very jealous and don't like you, but I won't, I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying hypothetically, congratulations on completing the journey. Thank you. Uh, What inspired you to to put this book together?
0: Well, I I have the gumbo, as you mentioned, and I'm a really big fan of archiving and tracking Hmm. history. I'm also a nerd. I'm, a hip-hop head, um, clearly, (laughs) writing this Mm -hmm. book. And I'm always thinking of all of the ways that hip-hop has really touched and impacted practically everything, if not everything. And when it comes to me starting The Gumbo and wanting to highlight all these different um, women within hip-hop in particular, the opportunity to write a book when it came, it just made Perfect sense because for me it was another medium through which I can kind of show people and through which they can learn. I'm a big fan of yeah. let's have some audio of something, let's have a podcast, right. let's have a doc, right. let's have a TV, let's have a book, let's let's have any any and everything that we can so everyone has access to the information.
1: Yeah, that's super dope. Now tell us about, we mentioned it. What's the, what's the gumbo about? How long has that been around? And and what's you know what's the the vibe of that?
0: yeah, so I founded the Gumbo in twenty eighteen. Um, I saved up all of my checks. I was working at the lit show at the time. I saved up my checks for a year because I really wanted to create a space for women to write about hip hop and particularly, you know, I was seeing women who looked like me, people I went to college with, like not getting the opportunities to write about right. hip hop, which I'm like we are we are part of we're some of the creators. like it's not really making sense that we can't write about this thing that you know we had a hand in in creating so i knew i wanted to not only give women the opportunities to write about um women in hip hop but also particularly give them the opportunity to get paid cuz that was mm. the other thing i was seeing is people were doing a lot of free a lot of free journalism a lot of free work and i'm not into right. that like i'm not into the free <laughs> right. like i don't think that's cool by any right. means so yeah so this is this is what we got with and i've just been very just honored to get to highlight so many different women and particularly black women and give them some of them, their first writing credit, some of them the first mm-hmm. time they got paid to write about someone. And also the opportunity mm-hmm. to write about the most mundane things. Like people are writing about mask in hip hop and the different yeah. women who are we- wearing masks and doom and mm-hmm. how all there are all those connections, somebody writing yeah. a piece on Mia X and her seeing it and being like, this is amazing. This, this made my day. So just a, a bunch of stuff like that has really been, like a joy to see, and the gumbo for me—the name—I'm not from the South; I'm from South Jersey. But okay. gumbo is something where a whole bunch of good things come together to make something really, really good. That to right. me is really what hip hop is. It's so many elements. So yeah, that's how the name came to
1: me. Yeah, sister. You know, uh, from the—I'm from New York area, of course, in New York, New yes. Jersey, where we always talk about the, the the melting pot. Like you know, they're coming together of everything the gumbo you know, gumbo is like that and and hip-hop being that as uh, some might say a remix culture it's yeah it's all the parts cut the parts being greater than the the you know the sum of the the sum mm-hmm. of the parts you know the whole being greater than the sum of the parts yeah uh yeah um so back to the book um mm-hmm. i enjoyed i enjoyed the book because well, I, I read a lot of it and um what i enjoyed about it was it's very it's informal right it's not mm-hmm. you know an academic you know research driven <laughs> it's very <laughs> informal it's very like from my heart from my soul how yeah. i feel about these these women what I also loved, because even what you're saying now to have a, a, the gumbo, to have a, a, a platform that's, you know, woman focused, black women specifically, hip hop, you know, angled, that's niche, right? It's not, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to write about everything and, and give everything, right. everything. Right. My show is like that. It's hip hop can save America. We talk about the intersections of hip hop and Love education it. or mental health you yeah. know, therapy or just these areas that, you know, but it's still kind of niche. It's not like we're going to talk yeah. about everything. What I liked about that is there's still so many stories that could be told, even in that niche. Mm-hmm. And what I what I really appreciate about what you wrote about is the number of nothing wrong with writing about the artists and the, you know, the the icons. Yeah. But the people like, uh, you know, Angie Martinez, yeah, you know, or the folks who were not the artists, not on stage, but no less important yes. to the advancement of hip hop. Yep. Not just women in hip hop, but hip hop in general. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, how was the focus on including some of you know April Walker or yes. you know you know people who are definitely as hip hop as part of the advancement of the culture oh, yeah. and the movement as anyone else as as much as the artist. Why was that that focus so important?
0: As someone who I love, obviously love the music um, right. so much, but. And this is not to say that it's just the music, but hip hop is more than just the music. And the right. way that I was raised, my dad, he owned a hip hop clothing store in South Jersey when I was growing up. Like my uncle, he used to DJ. He knows a lot of like the Philly rappers from like the nineties and eighties. So <laughs> right. knowing all of, having all of those elements and then like my uncle owning a barbershop, being in there and hearing them argue and dialogue. And then my mom mm-hmm. doing my hair on Sundays and watching Queen Latifah on Living Single. Like that was our right. like hair show. So knowing that all of those things not only exist, but are super important and have paved the way for a lot of what we see. Like when I think about a Queen Latifah and when I think about a Will Smith and their ability to really stretch the limits of what people thought hip hop can do and not because, mm. hey, you can if you do this thing, then you have to leave this behind, but letting people know I can do all the things and I can still operate within this space. And I think a lot of times when people say hip hop, they think about just the music and it really irks me because I'm like, yo, when you see a Pharrell, <laughs> we doing talk about a- this.
1: we talk about this all the time here. So every time someone yes. says it, I'm like, yes, yeah.
0: It kills me. It kills me because you you'll see it. Pharrell just did a Louis Vuitton line, and to know that the legacy and the means through which he's able to exist in that space and create fashions, however someone might feel about luxury fashion or not, that mm-hmm. is a product of a Dapper Dan and of an April Walker. When you think about April, I talked to her for the book and she said so many of the male rappers that were starting clothing lines or people that were trying to get their clothing lines off the ground, they were calling her for help. Some that Mm. became even bigger than they would have imagined so when i think about stuff like that i'm just like yo there's no way a honey magazine the foundation right. laid by honey magazine i love that was inspiration for the gumbo and i was mm. reading i that was way beyond i was like four when that <laughs> first came out and th- right. those were still influential enough for me to a point where i felt like okay we got to we got to show people these connections because if we don't somebody can during hip hop 51, 52, 53 or whatever, we can get to a point where someone else is being attributed as the person who started this. And that's why I wanted to do the first, not to say, oh, it's a ranking, oh, this is a, the important person and right. the second, third and fourth aren't, cause I said that in the book, the 10th person is just as important as the first. But I want right. people to be able to, to trace a line back to somebody and say, oh, this is what they did. Especially because we've lost so many hip hop pioneers and so many of them are also still here, right, <laughs> and I need right. us to really acknowledge what they have done because it's important.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, starting it with Cindy Campbell, of course, just right there sets the tone for that.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's interesting that you did talk to some of the you know folks that you actually interviewed or or pulled from their direct you know the mm-hmm. the memoirs or whatever. There's a part in your book where you say, "I'm really happy you made it this far," and, and maybe you jumped around. Right, and then you say if you jumped around, we want to know like what was the first one you started with and why, right? Which is interesting, and that's interesting because different people are going to have different entry points, right? You're going to say, "Oh, Missy Elliott was my as as she was like yours, like your entry, not your entry point to the culture, but sort of like the icon of icons for you, right?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I started with Angie Martinez.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so many people, a lot of people that have read it already, Angie, Missy. Right, Kim, like all, Kim, which Kim was my favorite. That's of my course. other boat. My yeah. fave. also the hardest chapter to write. Surprisingly, um, mm. was how can hard. you say
1: how can you say it all in a chapter? Right? That,
0: yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know how <laughs> to say anything else that uh, hasn't been said, but that's why I did right. that. That text message. It worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I, and I like the aside. There's good stuff in the book. There's also it's not just writing. You have uh, you have little uh, I don't know vignettes of information yeah. or or just you know playful stuff that's in there that's mm-hmm. fun. Now, let's think like holistically, overall. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure you've gotten in these conversations. We all get in these conversations about uh, women in hip hop, whether it's their, you know, lyrical prowess or their extreme sexuality. And there's a lot of, you know, problems with this, not problems. There's a lot of folks who have differing opinions on those things. Can you just speak to, again, holistically, overall, when people come at women in hip hop as being, overly sexual mm-hmm. uh you know either they say that it's there's this to me there's often two sides to that as well the industry is making them do that and that's how you know sex sells and etc cetera, etc cetera. but then the other side that says but well, no it's empowering and women do this right. stuff because they feel like they it empowers their sexuality and yeah. men do it all the time so why can't they etc right. etc what's your take on that overall ongoing and endless Ongo- debate?
0: yes definitely also i want to shout out ada for saying lady b because in my book oh, i say sure, that I- that was that was the third, that was the voice I heard the most after my parents as a South Jersey kid. We, <laughs> Philadelphia right. radio, Philadelphia suburbs. So that that was the one, so shout out That's to it. her. Um, right. To that point, I think whenever people get into those conversations, they're like, rappers are doing this, rappers are doing that. I always bring up like Ma Rainey and Bessie Mm. Smith, like a lot of the blues women who are very wild, wildly explicit. And yeah, they're just out there on their tracks. And you have Millie
1: Millie Jackson in the book, like specifically for the, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, I, and that's why I really threw um, her in there and more stories like that in there, because I think people have this kind of warped sense, or they just don't know that right. this isn't the first time someone's been sexual and it won't be the last time. Right. I definitely think when it comes to kind of that conflicting thing of, hey, are they being forced to do this, or hey, are they allowed to, it's really difficult to know. But the one thing that I do hope is that women are given the freedom to do what they want on their terms. And I think. Right. Even in the past, like couple of months, you're seeing the releases. It really, you know, you see a Megan Thee Stallion who's independent. Yes, yeah, she has, you know, her different management deals with, you know, different labels. But right. getting to operate on her own terms and make the music that she wants. So I, I want the women to create the music that they want. And if people don't like it, if it's too sexual for them, then it's just not the music for you. And right. <laughs> that, that, that's fine. Um, but people yeah. say it all the time. The men get to do a lot of a lot of nutty things <laughs> and everybody everybody like, just lets yeah. it rock so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm never here for that i'm like all right y'all you got it
1: yeah i get it do you think that it's uh so then again overall looking at the history of you know you, you chronicled sort of the history and the ongoing yeah. uh ongoing connection to women in hip-hop always been looked at as you know you get this hip-hop gets i think this been me talking sort of a little bit of a negative bad rap for being like overly misogynistic now It's misogynistic, no doubt. I'm not saying that it's not, but society is misogynistic. So I think it just it just relates to that. It's I don't think hip hop is any more misogynistic than I mean church. But anyway, I'm just saying. So I don't want (laughs) to get in trouble. You know what I mean? But you know, there's other institutions. There's other you know there's there's very patriarchal you know cultural uh, cultures that you know would be looked at as misogynistic. Yeah. So overall, do you think that the new era of becoming being able to be independent being able to release things independently now through the internet through you know uh instagram and uh you know social media we have direct connections to your fans is that better or worse for women in hip-hop you you see that it's still hard for Rock and rhapsody to get the radio play and, yeah. and everything and megan a stallion and the sexy reds and the glorillas they're they're the ones that are at the forefront and they are the over overly sexualized kind of imagery even if it's them putting it out on their you know You know on their own accord yeah but that doesn't say that those other women artists can't still become wildly successful in their own way so yeah the scenery what does the scenery look like in 2024 as opposed to 10 years ago for example to you I
0: definitely think the scenery now and 10 years ago I was 19 so I'm comparing it to kind of I don't wanna say there was just one woman but I think we know that at that time it really was you kind of have this
1: there can only be one
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing now. The other thing that I think about a lot when we think about the landscape, everybody's sales are kind of in a weird space. No matter mm-hmm. who you are, I think people can have a really big hit um, right. and then a really low-performing EP or a low-performing album. I think that's reflective of streaming and what people are doing. Are people buying full albums? Are people streaming part of a song? So I think right. when we when we think about who's getting consumed, I think that's a big thing that isn't talked about enough is how much people, people just aren't purchasing music and consuming music in the same way. I do think that there is a space for everyone. And the one thing that I think we should do, and um, we had an interview on the site just go up recently with Kirsten Daniel. She's a a music marketing uh, manager in based out of Atlanta. And one of the Mm -hmm. things she said that really resonated with me, I didn't do um, the interview, shout out to Jessica, she did the interview, um, is to support those people and i know it's easier said than done but when you find an artist that you like share them with your network share them with your friends repost their stuff when they're doing those concerts whether it's a concert for a hundred or a concert for a thousand you know making sure you're showing up and bringing people with you because a lot of people are really eating off of you know the smaller shows and their own merch that they're putting out so i think that's the thing is just making sure we're being supportive and if you're seeing something that doesn't really resonate with you all right, that's not for you. But making sure that you're sticking to what it is that you like, and maybe you know, setting the tone for Hey, I want to see more of something like this so Mm -hmm. that you can actually get that because there are so many, even more women. And again, when I was 19, there were a lot, but there was still this idea of there can only really be one and then everybody else can kind of operate here. And now you have so many women, which I think is amazing. But even in researching this book and thinking about it, I want people to be able to eat off of their right. art, like this is their job. I think sometimes right. people think that like, music is this fun little hobby. <laughs> right, and right. I think People really process like this is work for them the same right. way that everyone else goes to work. Um, and I just want people to be able to eat and I want us to figure out whether it's on the consumer, which I don't think it should be, but the labels or whoever mm. the teams are to make sure that the money is getting into the pockets of these people and making sure they have the best teams behind them that mm. so that when they're when they're done or they decide they don't want to p- perform anymore or if they decide they want to take a break, they're still able to survive and thrive.
1: Yeah, I get it. Very well said. Uh, back to the book. I, want, I know we're yeah. jumping back and forth a little bit. No, you're uh, But um, when. When. <laughs> being a fan you know being from you know new york and knowing a lot of these folks on the come up or hearing about them or reading mm-hmm. about them i guess were there any you say fun facts or or unknown facts or, or things that really jumped out uh as i knew this artist i knew this woman i knew this executive i knew this writer but i didn't know that they did this or you know and you tell these stories through all throughout the book but yeah. you know, one or two that kind of really stuck out to you that really said to you Man, I'm glad I'm writing this book because this is, this is dope info to get out that most people might not know about. Give me a couple of those.
0: Yeah. I think one of the coolest things was finding out that, one, just how everything went down with Honey Magazine from the creation of it to people not believing in it, to them getting it out there, to then people buying it that they originally pitched it to, to them being pushed out. And I know this story has been told over and over, but to hear it directly from the women themselves was right. very like... I'm glad i'm getting to talk to them and ask them these stories and also hearing that the day that they got that first issue that preview issue with lauren on the cover they were oh. at the, a great day in hip-hop shoot which to me oh, was like yeah. that's just such a like that just feels like everything coming together so that was really cool to just to hear from them and just to hear their pride and you know their joy I think another thing is writing about Dee Barnes, which I know a lot about Dee Barnes. I got to do an interview with her last week about the book too, amazing, shout out to Mm. her. But just getting to delve more into who she was as a whole um, and all that mm. she's contributed. And to think about Pump It Up and all of the artists she right. interviewed, to think about her music career, to think about her being a part of a, a group that was nominated for a Grammy within this, you know, bigger um, entity when they did like a compilation song. So I'm just thinking about all of these mm. things and I'm just like, yo, like that is amazing. And she I already knew she was important. I love Miss D, right. But that really, reading that stuff really made me feel like, wow, like I'm glad to add, these parts of her story to her story. And yeah. then there's one more. I know you said two, three, but- No, no, I
1: give me amazing First, I was going to say about Dee Barnes, what's great is that she gets whittled down to, you know, the, the Dre thing, right? And mm-hmm. that's important. And it's important that that Absolutely. story gets told and that, you know, Absolutely. we hold folks, at least in our minds, accountable for whatever.
0: Absolutely.
1: But it also then it whittles down her legacy to that confrontation. And like yeah. you say, there's so much more to it uh yeah. that i'm glad you expound on so please yeah. as will say that's a great you know that's yes. a great additive so then the third one you said a third one You have. yes
0: the third one was learning about courtney sloan she is an mm. interior designer furniture designer she went to Rutgers like me like jersey girl through and through south um,
1: of <laughs> you.
0: yes and just finding out that she made like furniture for Queen Latifah and her mom when they got their first crib. And like Queen Latifah was like, I want wheels on the bottom of my stuff so I can wheel it to all different rooms. And knowing that she did like the vibe office and she did Dame Dash's office. Like she was doing all of these offices for so many different people and really setting up their spaces. And I think that's the other thing that was so great about the book was again, like, yes, I'm gonna highlight the music, but even when you look at the cover of the book, when you look at that book jacket, you might look inside of that TV and be like, wait, Heather being this TV, like who you know who, <laughs> right. who who is, or you might not even know. And I'm just like, that, those are the things I want people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, those are the things I want people to really look at and say, "Wow!" Like I learned something new. But the Courtney Sloan thing, I was just like, "This yeah. is not." I don't even think about furniture when I think about hip hop, but now I do. Now I'm of like, course. who's who's doing? Who's the go-to guy for home when he wants his house, you know, done? Like I'm That's I'm so intrigued by that now. Um, so yeah, that was really that was a really cool thing to learn
1: it's these intersections you know we you know we talk about uh you know swiss beats and alicia keys bringing all their artwork to the to the the brooklyn museum and so you don't think you don't think about art like fine art when you think of hip-hop but now we know that you can and should because why not like you said hip-hop is is in everything
0: yes absolutely
1: and so women's contributions it's funny because you you hear both sides of it throughout the the again these these conversations Mm -hmm. debates these ongoing and endless debates um that women either weren't involved enough and they weren't or haven't been given the credit they deserves and they and they weren't so you're able to highlight a lot of the ways that that women actually made not just contributions to like their own artistry but again to the culture as a whole, as a whole something to yeah. expand so use angie as that in, in and again D- daniel smith you know what i mean like you know these yeah. that took it to these places that helped expand the reach yeah. of of hip-hop how important and and why were Maybe women, you know, really good at that.
0: <laughs> I think the one thing that I've I've always been told, and I remember this line in Scandal: "You got to work twice as hard." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, and that work that working <laughs> twice as hard manifests often in such great work and such life changing work and such influential and impactful work. And I know so many women, even in reading this book, when I think about Missy, like doing a song and writing a verse for the Raven Simone video, and then like finding out after the fact that they replaced her with someone who was skinnier and fairer skin, like learning about those things and knowing that Missy was like, Oh, I might be done with this industry. And then her I mean, I I would have been done and right. her feeling like, dang, I'm going to come back and feeling inspired to go harder than she she had already been. Right. Um, I just think that, you know, so many women. We just know in every space, even if we are the best, the best has to be twice as good for right. us to yeah. do to do what we're doing. And all of these women in this book, they all are such hard workers and they are so impactful and so important. I think that's why their legacies really just hold up in the way that they do because mm. they all, they all are, we're aware of that. Yeah. You got to work <laughs> hard. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I get it. I respect it. I understand yeah. 100%. Uh, who'd you have to leave out that you wanted to have in?
0: Oh my gosh. So many of, I love West coast rap. I know South mm. Jersey. I'm very big. I love Philly <laughs> rap and I love West coast rap. Like those are my yeah. two favorites. And I really wanted to, do something on Yo Yo. I really want to do something on Sugar T. I really mm. want to do something on Mia X. There are so many women, which well, I said, "Yo, support this. We can get another one." That's right. um, But I wanted to make them make sense, and I feel like, as I say in the book, and I've said, you know, to so many people, these legacies are so important. And I didn't want to just write about someone for the sake of, hey, I added them in there, right?
1: And- An encyclopedia of women yeah. in hip hop, yeah.
0: Yes, and because the book has such a specific theme of first and you see some are very figurative and some are like very factual, you can go right. on the billboard site, you can find whatever um but the ones that I was coming up with for them they weren't they just weren't strong enough. And for me, I didn't want to write about 10 women who were the first ladies of like yeah, it falls in line with the fir- the theme of first, but right. how interesting is like it's not I really wanted to hone in more on their impact and I think yeah. I think that those those are the three like that stick out in the top of my mind, and you know Mia is mentioned in the book. Like there are sections where people are mentioned that might not have full chapters, but right. for They're me, I to. know, yeah, I know yeah. that the the next time around, those are three women who are like top of mind for me to really sit down and whether I need to watch the hurricane video twenty times to figure <laughs> out what to do for Sugar Tea, like I will, but I want to I want to to give them. The proper thorough chapters that they deserved, and every time I wrote them, they just weren't. I was like, "This isn't. They're just not strong." I had a whole chapter on battle rap that I really, mm. really. Loved. And I used to watch Queen of the Ring every night when I was in yep. college. I love Bab. Shout out to her. And it just wasn't. It wasn't. It felt like again an encyclopedia to the point where yeah. it was twenty pages of facts, and I was like, "This isn't fun, yo." Like I got and, you. I got yeah. you.
1: You gotta go where the spirit moves you. I know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. It hey, is the volume two. Second thing, second. It wouldn't be the title. That'd be a terrible title.
0: Uh, I would know. I was kind of thinking
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe, okay. listen, if you're listening on the audio feed, by the way, you're missing all the fun. Uh, we got some people in the in the chat in the comments section. Again, shouts to Miss Thursday, uh, who's bigging up your sugar tea reference. Oh, percent yes. Uh so, sure. so we're here. So if you're listening on the audio feed, this is again author uh Nadira Simmons who is uh brought out the great book. Uh, first things 1st with uh, hip-hop ladies who changed the game. Uh, we are, of course, on YouTube streaming live Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, com slash watch if you're listening and not watching. And we're too good looking. You can't be. Why are you missing out on this? Everyone <laughs> everyone on this show is good looking and, and fabulous. And go. why are you missing out on the video aspect of it? Get it together, people. Yes. Uh, but that being said, so let's let's um a couple of things before I let you go, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um so you told me who was, you know, who we had to kind of leave out, you know, the book and I get it. It's, you know, there's only so much you could write, you know, there's only so much you could put in. I wrote
0: 20,000 more words than I was supposed to. So That's all so right. Over
1: it. It's the author. You know, they say you got to uh, you got to, you know, it's a terrible phrase, but you got to kill your babies sometimes. You have to, you know, <laughs> oh
0: my God. They, they,
1: they say that it's a, it's, it's a terrible thing. Like, you don't you want to put it all in. You want to leave everything in. But sometimes yeah. you got to you got to chop it down. That being said, you're still active in the journalism world. You've got the gumbo going. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what's the. The again once to, to remind people again about that platform and what it's bringing to uh you know to the world especially in a time of journalism upheaval you know we already had a a, a drought of you know good either hip-hop related journalism that'll get me in trouble but it is what it is uh you know women related journalism or, or women written journalism uh, black focused journalism all these things are even being hit harder by the the recent you know, onslaught of journalism closures and such. Uh, So, of course, something like The Gumbo is, I guess, even more important than ever. Um, What are the plans for it? What is it, you know, trying to do? And why should people keep it in mind when they need, when they want to go to a place where they can get that kind of info?
0: yeah the plans for the gumbo i mean first and foremost i want it to remain an archive so if there's a yeah. woman you don't know about i want someone to be able to say oh let me go to the gumbo and read and learn about this person nice. i want it to remain a place where people can get paid but it will we will never be doing anything for free that is not the bag if we don't have the money to pay then guess what yeah take a little break like that's always my thing like, <laughs> I I'm, got not, I'm not a not in the business of of doing unpaid, especially journalism is such hard work. Um, I also want to expand just because, you know, I worked in late night, I worked in TV and I love, I just love, I love TV so much. Like that's like truly like hip hop and TV are like my, my first loves for real. And I want to expand into different mediums. I would love to see a first things first documentary produced by the gumbo. And I think that there's so much more there's just so much more to be done and there are so many more stories to be told. In the gumbo every month, we do different themes. So yes. one month the theme might be fashion, one month a theme might be a specific region, one month the theme mm. might be acceptance. So I try right. to tailor things so that we're not getting, I don't need somebody to write about the latest song that dropped. You could just go listen right, right, to it. Right, I, right. I, I like reviews, I like when people have sat down, I like when they're, you know, when my journalists sit down and they- Sure, but, but a I one think, take, uh, quick take. Yeah, I don't need the random. Oh, single on a Friday. Can you go write an article <laughs> that so and so dropped a single on a on Friday? Like, I, yeah, I just feel like those things. I don't I don't need that. I, I want my hard hitting reviews yeah. and critiques and analysis and history and all of that. So I'll that's what that. the combo is and will continue to be.
1: Yeah, that's dope. Very cool. Oh, What's
0: you been have the comments are so nice.
1: Yeah, I know. Thank you. Oh yeah. So once again, this is chosen hip hop. Uh, Glad to hear more people having a discussion on women in hip hop. I think uh, I'll read the rest of the comment. We are working with the So-So Def Initiative with the uh, Hip Hop Education Center and have a page on I our think. site dedicated to the Queens with Wiki links and Love spreading that. that information. That's dope. Chosen, put that link in the in the comments. We, we don't mind sharing links. You can do that. Um, oh. uh, now nah, nah, I th- lost my thought, of course. Um, let me go look at his comment because it'll spark me. Uh, oh, so more people having the discussion of, of women in hip hop. Mm-hmm. How was, in your opinion, Oh, how, how, how were the hip hop 50 uh, <laughs> celebrations and jubilations? And how, <laughs> how was the focus on women hip hop? Of course, we don't know everything that happened around the world in the country, but the big ones we know about right. what were you saying? Were you? you know, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the reaction? I, I mean the Netflix doc on Lady Ladies First, not True. just because I was in it. I thought that that was a great doc. It was produced um, very very well. And I shout think out to you- uh,
1: uh, Serena Gates was involved with that, right? Yes, it's we a love homie.
0: Sarita. That's a the homie. homie. She has a shout yep. out at the end of the book. That is my yep. dog. She's shout a homie. Out to her. Sarita know her. knows everyone. I'm gonna text her after this <laughs> I, I,
1: I, know. I know her. I know her through Summer McCoy, who did a lot of hip hop archiving work. They were yeah. working in hip hop with Martha Diaz. But uh I Sarita's love. the yeah the, the Gates Preserve, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. We know about we know about Sarita's work.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. I think that there were so many great things and even when I think about a platform like the Gumbo and how there are so many people that don't know that we exist, I can only yeah. imagine the amount of work that was done that I might have even missed. Mm-hmm. To that point, I would have loved to see more. Um and mm-hmm. I'm always a big fan of paying the pioneers and the OGs. Like that is my thing. Like I don't like yeah. seeing anyone do GoFundMes for health related issues yeah. like that that stuff really it sends my sends me to a different level of anger. Um and when I, I think about you know people you know seeing I love seeing MCWD post all of her flyers. I'm just like right. this is a story like I and she did so much hip hop 50 stuff. But that's why in the book I'm like I want a biopic on her that she produces cut the check so she can do it because right. I just feel like there's so much more. And people knew the one thing I will say is that for as much time as everyone had knowing mm-hmm. that Hip Hop 50 was coming, I think right. that was the thing where I was like, "Dang, like I felt like there would still be so much more." And when it comes yeah. to women, I mean, there's a reason the gumbo exists. We're operating within patriarchy, so mm-hmm. you know, we got what we got and what we got was amazing, but I mm-hmm. I definitely left feeling like yeah, I wish I wish that there was more. Um, but I've yeah. been saying this to everyone, that doesn't mean we can't do a hip hop fifty one, hip hop fifty two, right. hip hop fifty three. Like right. there are there's so much opportunity for us to celebrate these women and talk to them. They're all around, like right. they are like, right. all on Instagram, like they are here. And I really want us to to really highlight them. And that's the reason I put the Roxanne Roxanne doc in the book was that was the first mm. time a lot of people really heard about her. Um right. mm, and however right. people might have felt whether they like the movie, I loved it, I wanted more after it. I know it right. stopped right before her first album, but I want I want more things and I want it to be within the realm of what these women want for themselves as well. Mm. Um, but I just want more stuff. And I feel yeah. like there's always gonna be room for more, especially with women, because women they don't get as much as, as everybody right. else.
1: Right. Right but but as you said, like because of the work twice as hard, but also as the, you know, it's super inspiring. It's super innovative you know when you have to just like hip-hop one of the greatest things about hip-hop is that you had it you know it was something out of nothing you had to come in through the back door they didn't want you coming through the front it's all that all that brilliance of bucking the system and and doing all the things well so you say women had to do that within the system that was built to go against the system like where do you get more innovation and and, uh and brilliance than women you know working this the game as well as they did which you've outlined so well in the book once again nadira simmons is first things first hip hop ladies who changed the game uh and before you go we got two questions for you okay Uh, maybe three but we'll make them quick and let's get late this was a historical look and and i think that what hip hop 50 did a lot even with the documentaries that we talked about that we saw Mm -hmm. a lot of it was past 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 and i always like to make sure and i'm sure you do too because you know we're in the same lane i think to make sure that people understand that all of this is not done it's ongoing there's still new things happening it's not all history it's you know progressive moving forward when you look at women in hip-hop what are the things that you see today and we touched upon this a little bit yeah but what do you see today that lets you know that innovation in and through and with and attached to hip-hop by women is still if not as good as ever maybe even better than ever
0: yeah i mean i say this to everyone all the time i feel like the women have been the most exciting for me in hip-hop for i mean they they're always very exciting but particularly in the past two three years i'm just like they're just out of here. From the videos, to right. the fashion, to the performances, you're getting choreo, even though Offset had a little choreo at the BT Awards, but you're just right. getting so much. And that also doesn't mean every woman has to go put on a one piece unitard and do choreo. I want everyone to operate within their space. Right. I just love seeing people really get to, again, kind of stretch those limits. And when I'm seeing women today, if I think about a Missy, like making car and spaceship noises on a track, I also think about so many other people who kind of get to like, just stretch those limits. I love seeing Meg, I love seeing Cardi, like I love seeing the newer generation of, of women just really, just go ham.
1: Yeah, yeah, Just and, and, and branching out into different areas and whether yeah. they're doing doing movies or, you know, whatever, like that kind of writing books, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, do all kind of stuff, why not?
0: It's, I, yeah. That's the thing, like I love it and I'm just like, the foundation has been set by all these people, but history is happening now. Like Megan Thee Stallion performing at the Oscars, like however we feel about Oscars and awards, like that's crazy. (laughs) Right, right,
1: right, right. right. And you know what? There's a time when it shouldn't be firsts anymore, as we know, and as women have had to do forever, as black women especially have had to do forever. You know, to say that like it's this year and we're the first to be a thing is great, but it'd be great when there's no more firsts.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be the last book in this series. No more firsts. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: Um, so listen, uh, one more question. I don't want to get into it. I don't even want to get into it.
0: I already know what you're about to ask me. <laughs>
1: what are your thoughts on when you see this kind of current, you know, back and forth that's happening, whatever,
0: <laughs> <Whitney>. <laughs> you know,
1: what are you thinking right now about all this stuff?
0: Um, I've said this to many people before and I'll say it again. I hate social media so much sometimes <laughs> right. because it involves stands and fans and outside voices and right. fake graphics and mock-ups and fake text right. conversations. And this right. person's <laughs> team and it's so much. Like I yeah. remove all of that. I want, and I've said this to so many people before, the men get to beef. A lot of people don't like beef. I I remember listening to old Queen Latifah disc records to Foxy right. Brown, which people forget about. I'm That's like, right. that was a thing. Um, we Women should be beef. allowed to- yeah we're allowed to have feelings and emotions if we don't like somebody i think that we're well within our right what i don't like is all of that outside noise and sometimes just some of the digs i feel like okay and i know people feel like in beef things shouldn't be off limits right all fair
1: and rap and war yeah
0: Yeah. absolutely um but i feel like kind of what i was expecting i'm like oh this is not gonna be what i thought it was but i Uh. do i i love I love seeing, I love seeing the women stand up for themselves. But I don't like seeing kind of like the caddy and let's involve everyone and let's mm. make it a, a trend and let's try to have this person say this about this person. Like if if you got a problem, just like I mean, Meg came out, she had a problem and she she right. released a track and it was I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But um, right. this other this extra outside noise and this extra stuff and then. Again, people are gonna like what they like in, in disc records. There might be something sure. I think is offensive and I, I don't want to hear, but other people might disagree. But um just keep it in the records. Like if you really got a real problem, like give me the record, go get back in the booth and like right hit us the next day, or if you want to wait till Monday or whatever time, like cool. But uh um, yeah. it's been very interesting to watch because it's just yeah. very I I never imagined that I would see the internet play such a role in. And not even play such a role, be like a third character in beef. Mm, like, I feel like it's the two people who are beefing, and then there's fans <laughs> and fans. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't, we don't need this. And like, it's funny
1: you go back to like the ether and you know super ugly. You know the other big thing yeah. was like we all had our our thoughts and our opinions, but we couldn't like it, uh participate or influence or or yeah. be in the mix because we were outsiders. We we're just listening to the radio and waiting for the next thing to drop. But now there's yeah. like you said, a lot of people able to. Uh, exert their influence or their
0: yeah and
1: that's that does muddy it up a little bit
0: yeah it it might and it gets just real like what are we like really like this and is this true like you retweeted this tweet and is that accurate like it's just so much where i'm like i want to hear records let the women if they (laughs) don't (laughs) cool like you you you're allowed to not like somebody but give me a good record fair enough Well, that's all. That's
1: it you gotta give me a good this record that's all we want yeah that's That's it keep it to that we we're waiting for that but all that other stuff is is different yeah i got you i hear you all right well listen you know it goes back to the idea that back in the days there could only be one top woman rapper at any given time and now we get at five and that's fine and if two of them want to go at each other the other three can still eat and 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 still make you know yeah. make stuff, and it doesn't have to, It's not so closed as it used to be. I guess at least we have that.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: I just want some. I want some good bars. I love good bars. I'm like, give me some good, thought out, direct, planned, like. Give me some good. That's what I like. <laughs> I like good bars. So right. if they're gonna be, everyone's gonna be Just good bars. I don't need no tweets.
1: There you. Go. <laughs> I hear that. All right. <laughs> Twitter fingers, right? You know, okay. Let's go. Yeah. Let's just get this barred out. I appreciate it. Uh there, anything else that you want to that I haven't covered that you want to share about this book, about the gumbo, about your work, what's next? And then obviously where people can, you know, reach out, find it and yeah. purchase and support and do all the things. Tell me about yes. it.
0: Well, what's next is a very long vacation because yeah. it's like almost wow years worth of work um but you can buy the book wherever you like to get your books i'm always a fan of supporting your local bookstore your independent bookstore because hey right. let's let's keep the indie bookstores in business now, please i like uh, i like
1: bookshop.org which you know you buy.
0: yep they have all the indies on there um and thank you for having me if you want to learn more about the gumbo or myself the gumbo is the gumbo on social media so it's t-h-e-g-u-m-b-o and i'm hi nadira on um twitter and instagram I will slowly be removing myself from Twitter. I'm like, I'm near the end of my time when there. I'm like, yeah, Understood. it's like, I know it's X, but I'm, it's, my time is up.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand completely. Uh, but good. That's where people can go. And again, buy the book, first things first, hip hop ladies who changed the game volume one. But for now this is the one that's out there. And, yeah. uh, like I, like I said, I really appreciate your personal approach to it. Uh, Thank you know, you. like carrying us through your, Discovery, right? The, yeah. your discovery, not only when you were young and first discovered an artist, but as you went through and kind of dug and researched and archiving these stories uh, and, and these names is really super important. So I appreciate you. And again, thank you for your time. And I hope we get to talk again soon. Yes, I'm
0: about to go text the
1: reader right now and be like, hey, I'm just talking. <laughs> <with it." laughs> Very cool. All right. That's it. Um, yeah, and again, people love it. Love your energy Nadir as she says. This is Carla in the, in the in the chat. Congrats oh, on thank the book. You, Carla.
0: And oh, we have thank some folks. So
1: And shouts again to the replay gang who's watching this and didn't catch it live and didn't get to play along in the comments. Come join us live next Monday, 9 p.m. Nadira, thank you for your time. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Be safe. Bye. All right. There you go. Once again, Nadira Simmons, author of I have it right here. First things first. Hip hop ladies who changed the game. Get it where you get books. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, aka the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip-Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours.